Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. They are called illusionists, those gifted people who can trick our minds into believing what our eyes are seeing. From the simple shell game to the more complex illusions, people like David Copperfield, Tony Wonder, Chris Angel, they can make buildings seem to disappear, appear to fly, violate the laws of nature to deliver their product, the illusion. Illusions are wrong perceptions of reality, but the greatest illusionist of all time is none other than the enemy of our soul, for Satan is the grand illusionist. He crafted an illusion in paradise that once believed caused Adam and Eve to leave the garden. He is a master of destructive illusions. He leads people from the paths of righteousness into the wilderness. He glorifies detours, and uprooted people roll like tumbleweeds across the plains. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11, Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. And I come today to say that God's laws and God's love can triumph always over the enemy's lies. Welcome to Daily Devotion. All this week, we're going to be speaking about the power of perseverance and gaining victory over trials. And that victory needs to include a victory over the grand illusionist. I take you to a story, a story in the book of beginnings in Genesis 37. Jacob is handed a bloody coat of many colors. He knew it was the very coat that he had given his beloved son, Joseph. Jacob's mind leapt to conclude that an evil beast had devoured Joseph, that his dreamer was dead. Now, his 10 sons knew that wasn't the case, but Jacob didn't. To Jacob, his dreamer was gone his favored child upon which he had placed so much confidence and hope, that he would never see Joseph again. He would never bless him. He would not be there to bury him. But Jacob was wrong because it was an illusion. What he held in his hands, what he saw, what he believed, was all a lie. The dreamer still lived. I believe in God-given dreams. I believe in God speaking to mortal man and saying, you can achieve, you will conquer, you shall overcome. But I also hasten to add, for every dream, there is a thief of dreams, a dream stealer, a dream killer, the great illusionist. No good dream goes unchallenged. That's true in exploration. All discovery is challenged. The new world, the conquering of Everest, landing a man on the moon, the gravity of reality is a formidable foe. No good dream goes unchallenged. It's true in scientific advancement. Galileo locked away for saying the sun is at our solar system's center. The splitting of the atom, the mapping of the human genome, superstition and fear are formidable foes. No scientific advancement goes unchallenged. It's true as well in the realm of human achievement. Whether it was Livingstone mapping a continent, Schweitzer with his respect for human dignity, the peacemakers who throw themselves on the line against fanaticism, the benevolent warrior 
who daily fights and struggles for the right. Ignorance and cruelty are formidable foes. No good dream goes unchallenged. Joseph trafficked in dreams. He dreamed of the sheaves of grain bowing to him. He dreamed of the stars bowing to him. He interpreted the butler's dream and the baker's dream. He interpreted the two dreams of Pharaoh. All of these dreams pointed to a single overriding dream, sparing God's people ultimately from famine and destruction, and to preserve the dream of all ages, the messianic line in Judah. Joseph fought for his dream. He fought his brother's jealousy. He fought a wicked woman's lies. He fought an internal sense of loneliness and rejection. He fought his own desire for vengeance and even for explanation. Yes, his dream was challenged. No soldier goes untested. No believer goes untried. No saint of God will go to heaven untempered. The enemy challenges our dreams. The day you say, I will be a person of prayer. The day you say, I will go and win the loss and disciple someone. Or you say, I will believe for my loved one's salvation. Then get ready. That dream is going to be challenged. But nothing worth having goes unchallenged. Grace is free, but to walk in grace will cost us a lot. Spirit baptism is free, but to live in the Spirit is costly. The first law of thermodynamics says energy can neither be created nor destroyed. The first law of dreamology is no good dream goes unchallenged. Your faith will be tested. Your patience will be tried. Your heart may feel like it will break, but hold on. Like Joseph, you've got a hold of a good thing. Keep at it. God is working on your behalf. Don't give up now or then. Hold on. Oddly enough, it was not Joseph who suffered the most. It was his father, Jacob, who suffered. He had believed in his son's dreams. He had tried to protect those dreams, wrapping him in the coat of many colors, a sign of royalty, some would say. But Joseph's brethren had returned that coat, bloody and torn. And like that coat, the enemy conjures illusions of failure. I see Jacob, hands wrapped around a bloody torn garment, believing a lie that his son was dead, killed by a wild animal. Do you remember the story of the false prophet in the Old Testament who once told a young man that God had changed his mind, that the marching orders had been changed? The word of God said about this false prophet, but he lied. The enemy prophesies different things. He says that all hope is gone. He conjures up an illusion of failure, tokens to convince you. He points at your sickness and says, God doesn't heal. See, you are sick. He points at your lost child and says, see, God doesn't care. He keeps you up at night trying to balance a checkbook and whispers, God doesn't provide. He points out all of your mistakes and shortcomings and says, how can God love you? He is the grand illusionist. With a bit of this disappointment and that discouragement, he weaves a lie, and he fashions a portrayal of divine nonchalance. But remember this, Satan is a liar 
and the father of all lies. And that perceived failure is a lie as well. It's an illusion created by the deceiver. Jacob may have screamed, Joseph, my son, is dead. Clinging to that robe, that bloody token of failure, he bought into the enemy's lie. He believed that God had failed, that the dream had died, that the future was indeed bleak. How bad was Jacob's despair? We read that he continued to mourn and said he would do so until the day he died. In Genesis 44, many years later, when the brothers were confronted with the very much alive Joseph, they admitted that their father was as if he was a walking dead man, that he hadn't been the same ever since he believed Joseph to be torn apart by a wild animal. I believe that I'm talking to somebody today in our daily devotion audience. Please be comforted to know that you're not the only one tested but also be inspired to know that you do not have to remain in the place you are. Because no matter what the enemy tells you, it's a lie. The truth is not in him. If he says you're going down, then you're coming up. If he says you're defeated, you're winning the round. If he says God doesn't care, then get ready for the greatest blessing you have ever had. Jacob, if you could have only read the very next verse, while you were weeping over Joseph's death, we read, Joseph was alive and en route to Egypt. Faith says, I don't believe what I see. I only see what I believe. And what I believe today, I will see tomorrow. And what I can grasp by faith today, I will hold in my hands tomorrow. Because faith rejects the seen unreal for the unseen real. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Satan wants you to focus on his illusion, but faith is the ability to focus on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Like a magnifying glass, as you focus on an object, the periphery becomes hazy and blurry. Faith focuses on Jesus, and as you focus on Him, everything else gets dim and dwindles. Focus on anything other than Jesus, and your faith will begin to dwindle. Satan tries his best to get your mind off of God. He tries to lure you away from the Word of God. Jesus said that Satan is like the fowl of the air that snatches up the seed of the Word of God. He wants to crush your faith, destroy your dream. He wants to root up your godly ambitions. How will Jacob believe? He's been holding to that bloody torn coat, that illusion for years. When Joseph discovers from his brethren that Jacob's still alive, he said, go tell my father that I live too. Now, he won't believe you. So will you point to the wagons and wagons of supplies that I'm sending with you? Then will my father believe, because he will see my blessings, and my goodness will shatter those false illusions. I want to ask someone today, have you been deceived by the grand illusionist? Have you bought into some of the enemy's lies? Is the enemy of your soul standing over you saying, you are defeated, you can't win, you can't achieve? 
Floyd Patterson was one of the five great heavyweight fighters of all time. In one fight alone, he was knocked down seven times. Of his boxing career, he said, I may have been knocked down the most, but I also got up the most times. There ought to be something inside of each of us, a buoyancy of the Spirit that says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. You may fool me, you may trick me, you may cause me to stumble, but I shall get up again. I shall live again, hope again, believe again, love again, trust and try again. So Jacob, Jacob, get up. You may have been knocked down, and the grand illusionist may have deceived you. But what I need you to do right now is to lay aside those tokens of disappointment. Lay aside that bloodied coat of many colors. There is a new day dawning. This time, it's not an illusion. It is a reality. Daily Devotion family, I I sense something. It's almost as if I hear the sound of wagon wheels. That the one thought dead, but who is very much alive, is sending blessings your direction. I think God is up to something and that something is headed your way. I sense that in my spirit. And I pray that today and all of this week, as we discuss perseverance and triumphing over life's issues, that you will know something good is headed my direction, that God is very much alive and he cares. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.